Turn on your microphone, dummy. What? The porn name equation. Just, What's the porn name equation? Like, if it's theater plus your street name, then I'm, I feel like mine sounds like a drag queen name. It's Do like it. AMC Verde. Thank you. <laughs> See, yeah, I would be like right Cinerama. I don't know if that sounds cool or not. Yeah. See, I don't know. Theater. That's weird. Mine like would be that. like VCR or something. I'm pretty sure. VCR. Do you not watch movies? Dude, not when I was a kid. I, I lived in the middle of nowhere. YouTube, we didn't have movies. YouTube Johnson or something. <laughs> YouTube Johnson. <laughs> Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin, and we have Scott. Hey. Brogan is not here, and we won't discuss why, because he's a bitch. And <laughs> so joining us is Jeff. Jeff, you have done a lot of video for us, and occasionally uh, we're going to stick in front of the mic. Thank you. Glad to be here. How you doing, man? Doing great. It's nice. A nice day here in Tacoma. It is a nice day in Tacoma. It was beautiful out there, man. It was really beautiful. It sucked, see- oh, it sucked the day before. It did. But... Leading up to that was awesome, and then we actually had uh, some fun stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why we're sitting in the back of a dark, dank, uh, abandoned comedy club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful day, and we're just going to, you know, just kind of fuck off with all of that. Uh, with us is a man named Andrew, and Andrew, you are a part of Tacoma Ghost Tours, correct? Yes, I am. So tell us a little bit about that right, aw- uh, right away. Uh, Tacoma Ghost Tours is the first longest-running paranormal guided walking tour in the city of Tacoma. We've been in operation since 2012. Um, we offer three tours. We talk about Tacoma's connection uh, between, excuse me, we talk about the connection between Tacoma's history and paranormal activity. Nice. We try to be as factual as the subject matter will allow, but we readily will tell you that we're not trying to convince you that ghosts are real, anything of the sort. Um, so we just try to come through with uh, just an entertaining history tour. Um, nice. Yeah, just something that my, my partner is also my father. We're both born in raised to Comans, very passionate about the city, and they were both fans of spooky, strange, scary stuff, and so it just spawned from there. Right on, and I mean, Tacoma is creepy. The creepy history of Tacoma is pretty awesome, and I'm actually really stoked that we were able to get you in, because this was like a last second thing, so like, super like, thank you very much for popping in for this, um, because also, uh, my uh, my wife and a bunch of friends of mine have already gone on Groupon. We managed to snag some tickets, and we're figuring out what date we're going to be going and oh, doing this. <laughs> So, and generally, what are the days that the Tacoma Ghost Tour is going on? Um, our first tour is just downtown, old downtown mm-hmm. tours through the uh, theater district, Pantages, Rialto area. Um, that's Thursday through Sunday, uh, 6 p.m. Our downtown part two presentation, it's our only one that's 21 and over. That's uh, Thursday through Sunday, and uh, no, Thursday through Saturday at 8 p.m. And it starts at uh, Wingman Brewers over in the Tacoma Dome District. Nice. And then our... <laughs> right? We're a wingman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then we um, we just re-released our third tour, um, Stadium District, and that's uh, it's still... We just re-released it last uh, September, still kind of... Getting used to it, if you will. So um, as of now, that only operates Saturdays at 4 p.m. Probably going to come through with an additional day, probably in the summertime. So it's, uh, yeah, we so, come through. So you, you said that you uh, you and your father are partnered together in this. How, how did you even decide that this was something you wanted to do? There had to have been a, a catalyst that either for him or for both of you. Oh, well, this whole business really started with something my dad created back in 2005 uh, when I was a senior in high school. Um, the school I went to, Tacoma School of the Arts, um, they were having uh, just a fundraising auction. Well, my dad, he's into history. He came across, uh, he came up with a uh, forgotten disaster tour in Tacoma. Everyone's heard of the Galloping Gertie. That's, oh, yeah. That's not just 
famous, that's internationally famous. You go learn how to build a bridge in China, they're going to tell you about that catastrophe. It's just such a, it's just such a famous screw up that it's just well, incredibly well known. But very few people are aware of a lot of the other disasters taking place in Tacoma. I don't know anything uh, really. I mean, I, I grew up in University Place in Tacoma most of my life, but I don't know a whole lot. I mean, Galloping Gertie is very famous because oh, yes. of the fact that they had video of this of the Narrows Bridge, and because of a design flaw where they just didn't put uh, 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 like uh, bindings or whatever in the middle of the two the two. It's, just, it's probably more technical thing. No, no, go ahead, explain it, explain it one more time. <laughs> no, I love it. It was the, the, it was so famous. One of the main reasons it's so famous, but if you've ever seen the video footage, you have to watch it. Like it is, you'll never understand it until you see it. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Like how that yeah. bridge didn't collapse the next day after it opened. Right. But one of the main factors was that uh, the amazing genius that is the build the bridge engineers um, didn't bother to factor in the high winds that narrows comes through. With. Yeah, yeah. And they knew about these winds, but it was just kind of like, eh, we'll be okay. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and then that's why it only, that's why it opened in July and fell down the following November. So it was just like terrible stuff. Could you imagine even being on that? Dude, just I've watched that though. video so many times and I always think that. Like I watch it and think. Because there's a, there's a guy that runs out there on, on if you watch like the long version, there's a guy that runs like halfway out and then he like comes back. And I'd be like, I had to have to be that guy. I'd have to try it. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> like, it's, it's a trip. Every time I see it, it just scares the hell out of me. Like, right? I'm, makes me, another, it just makes me glad I never lived in Gig Harbor. Like I wouldn't mm. want to go across that bridge. Yeah, I, because at that point you're just watch it, but you're not. just stuck. Yeah, it's like I live here now and now I'm stuck here forever. I hope I have everything going on that I never need over here. Yeah. So there were other disasters in the, Tacoma. The one I could, there was a number of them. The one I can really speak on without looking at notes uh, took place actually not that far down the street from here. Um, uh, the current this, the, the site is currently home to the Metropolitan Development Council building. It's right down the street from the uh, Grand Cinema. Like we're mm-hmm. like two blocks from it. Okay, yeah. Um, that building sits on the site of uh, just a plain Jane, like seven, eight story apartment building that was known as the Mayfair. Um, in like July, of, like it was like summer of 1944, um, uh, a business on the bottom floors, the Hamilton Candy Company, uh, had an accidental fire. It bro- got out in to the uh, the Mayfair's kind of grand open staircase. So you think of like a spiral oh, staircase man. where it's oh, yeah. open in the middle. Um, well, then that allowed the fire to get into the building very quickly. Oh, and wow. it resulted in the deaths of, I believe it was 22 people, most of whom died in the actual fire, but a number of them died trying to escape it. Um, now, this event took place at night, and it was like pouring down rain. And uh, back in these days, they had fire departments still use the nets, like you jump out the building onto it. Yeah. Um, well, the nets they were using were kind of old, so when some of the people jumped out into the nets, and this is like multiple stories up, oh, uh, they jumped out, hit the net, and it broke through. Oh, so Jesus they jumped Christ! About five, six stories straight to their straight to the concrete, thinking they're going to be saved, and just uh, wow. Well, and then on top of that, um, because this was at night, I believe it was like a stormy night, so and there's such a panic. Um, the fire department uh, was uh, didn't really pay attention to some of the places they put the nets, and they accidentally put them underneath active power lines. So when people jumped out the windows, they hit the power line, got This shocked, is horrifying! They, <laughs> oh my yes. god! There was, a, for a very long time, Jeez. there was a rumor that um, one of the bodies uh, that got trapped in the building was just left up there because the building was so decimated they couldn't really get to it. And so the rumor was it would it sat up in a windowsill, and people, uh, for like about a week or so, after the fire would just walk past it. and just like point at it it's like a thing to go and look at oh, um, well then through my father's research he's uh, he discovered that that was not just a rumor that was indeed a fact oh my and god there's a picture of it where um, the, this, the original picture is just from a distance you see the burned up frame of the building and then you see kind of like these just general masses in the uh, burned out windows well through like photoshop and uh, not photoshop but like computer programs he are able to zoom in f- uh, close enough where they are able to find uh, he saw and this has the picture I wish I had it on me we had yeah. a picture one of those lumps was clearly a dead body just oh. laying up there and then the one thing he couldn't prove was that it was how the fire department got that dead body down from that spot yeah right and they claim people claimed that they just showed up with a fire hose and just after like a week or two just they sprayed, sprayed it, it down and they, 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 yeah, they just kind of left it up there oh, for a while hosed it off <laughs> yeah. wow and uh, this came oh. about because um, the uh, main reason the disaster took place other than just the fire 
was that um, the city failed to enforce uh, was it uh, ordinances that told that um, required that had been passed all over the country because of fire disasters for the and those fire disasters were caused by the same thing fire got out into the open stairwell yeah so throughout the country they passed laws where you had to shut those things down change them like old city hall used to have a grand open stairwell the winthrop apartment building you did. just can't have those yeah, now yeah can't have it yeah well um unfortunately as so often is the case they didn't bought Authorities nationwide didn't bother to enforce these laws, really put them into play until after somebody died from it. It was known as tombstone legislation. Um, so it's, uh, and that's what happened in Tacoma, is that it, these laws had been passed well before the Mayfair disaster, but then 22 people had to die in a fire for them to actually do something about it. They so, were just skirting the system at that point yeah. and hoping that it wouldn't happen when yeah. it does. See, it's, it's the hope. It's the classic question that they put sprinklers in their buildings, right. things of that nature. It's just, it's never going to happen happened to me and then oh wait now it did because no one's ever safe from any of these things so it's just scary and that's so strange that's so crazy because if you just think about it on terms of like the old architecture that we have here and it's one of those things that even like a lot of the houses now that people uh you know like well i'm looking for a house right now and a lot of the houses are in uh uh usually like in the 18 like late 1800s to like 1920s range and a lot of those were built before electricity was available so you get people who are just like um, yeah we're gonna wire it and we're gonna wire it however which way you want one of my buddies is renting a house that literally one of his outlets just was started heating up and got like red hot he woke up to a red hot outlet he had to kill scary is that yeah he had to call the power and call the landlord turn off the power call the landlord and they got it fixed right away but you just don't know, and they're just like, yeah, it's just old wiring, and just however. Oh yeah, you could have just burned it up. Uh, good luck, bro. Right. So, so you got, so your dad got into the disaster, the disaster work. He, uh, well, yeah, he came through with this forgotten disaster tour, and just to make it special, he came. It was a limousine tour. Ooh, um, fancy well, shit. The, the people that won the auction really enjoyed it, and then, uh, I say he took my. Uh, my mother and their friends on the second one because they were trying to win the auction at the school event but then it was just like well you know there's two people bidding on it so my dad was like well just do <laughs> bidding that war, one yeah. we'll do another one later and both the groups really enjoyed it a lot of it was just like the experience right around the limousine getting wasted hmm. uh, so, <laughs> a lot of, so it was uh, so it, it liked it enough so it put the idea in his head of, like this could be something more than just a limousine tour here and there um, well it's Jesus. Well, <laughs> I know we're talking about ghost stuff and people burn it up and all these things and then we just had a big old crash in the back room. I know, man. Well, you know, it was weird too. You're freaking me out, Andrew. God. I love it. I, love I, I looked over at so Jeff. Much. I look over at Jeff and there's a, and like someone walks by and I was like, dude, someone just walked by and Jeff's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he, just like, he just gives me a look like, yeah, whatever. And he's taking pictures and I know I have this horrified look on my face, dead people in windows and I'm just like, oh my God, someone's walking around. Around. I'm just totally creeped out right now. I would do. would say we've been doing this. I've been in the scary stuff my whole life. So I, yeah, it's been after a while. Some of the stuff has to go follow you around. So it's just like, well, yeah, I like this stuff. So I love it. Ghosts want to haunt me. It's like, well, they're not going to be. It's like whatever. I've been around it. Been around scary stuff for a long time. So you have to do more than just kind of be in my presence. And then it's just like, well, you know, I don't live the most interesting life in my private time. So it's like, oh. if you want to hang out with me and while I watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Watching like Battlefield Earth, I was like, okay, you want oh to no, me ghost. <laughs> just giving me a headache with all the angled shots. But anyways, oh jeez, um, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, yeah, he had the idea in his head, you know. This, uh, but as my dad puts it, um, you can't learn about disasters without learning about ghosts. So at the end of it all, he had far more stories about ghosts and hauntings than he did about disasters. So he just kind of had this general idea of a further, more extensive tour, something like that. In 2010, I just graduated out of Bates Technical College. Okay, yeah. And we got together and just kind of formed it up more, kind of uh, really just came through with more refined stories. Um, the majority of the work we did with uh, a lot of the research and just developing the story was eliminating tremendous amounts of unnecessary history because we weren't, we wanted to make sure that 
even though we are a history tour, it's not a one hundred. It's not history with a dash of ghosts. You don't like want it to blend it. You don't want it to feel like a lecture. You yeah. want people to get a little bit of the flavor of what this place was like. But you want to get into the the stuff that people really want to be there for. And then at that point, I mean, it's absolutely a ghost because you're just talking about the Mayfair thing, and I'm just like, where is that? Can we like spend a night there? <laughs> like I'm really like, oh, oh see, I'm just yeah. like totally like, oh, we could probably do that. Dude, we fun. did that. I have to. We I don't. We, people pro- listening now probably haven't heard the old episodes, but we did a ghost hunt with oh. with Andrew at um, Brandy's attic, right? Oh yes. And and this guy um, instigated the ghosts, right? So we're all. Oh, yeah, you oh, of course ghosts, he did, right? right? You say that now, but when you're standing there and it's it's all freaking at night and you're. F- Waiting for ghosts, and then this guy starts like cursing at him, right? And he's like, "Yeah, do something, bitches!" And we're like, "Oh shit!" Brogan and I looked at each other. And we're like, "Uh, like is this really happening right now?" Yeah, it was just pretty fun, though. I'm glad that you brought that up um, because I brought uh, I have my device, my little uh, iPad type thing that I use on my on the tour present, and I have actually the recording that we captured from that ghost time. And I'm, I'm glad that oh, you shit. brought up that. I'm, I'm glad that you said that. You know, there's a chance that. A lot of people listening may not have heard that in the past, but uh, yeah. So for the people listening out there now, I got the. Um, it's on our Facebook page. People can go there and look at it all the time. Yeah. What is your Facebook page? Uh, it's to come and ghost. Uh, Facebook.com slash to come and ghost tours. Okay. Easy. Easy. Oh yes. But uh, yeah, I have that recording. I once I start my device, I can play it for you. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Hold on. We, what we'll do is right now. What we'll do is we will we'll pause. We'll we'll refill our drinks. There's a good good stopping space for that. We'll pause and then uh, what we'll do is we'll get that set up and we'll get it. So we can listen to it. Oh, perfect. Nice. Hey, everybody. It's Justin, and I'm here to talk about the Lindsay Jackman Group. Now, Lindsay Jackman understands that buying and selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience, and that's why they have highly seasoned real estate professionals, and they're dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized service for everyone. They take a lot of great pride in the relationships they build, and they're going to work relentlessly on your behalf to help you achieve your real estate goals. Uh, Definitely check them out. You can contact Lindsay Jackman at 253-857-3316. She's located on 7201 Pioneer Way in Gig Harbor, and you can find all of that information just by searching for the Lindsay Jackman Group. Check it out. And if you just search for Lindsay Jackman Group, you will find her on her Facebook page and her Remax website. Really easy to find, you know, just Google it. All right, we are back, and it is myself, Justin, we've got Scott, we've got Jeff, and we've got Andrew from Tacoma Ghost Tours. Oh, yes. And before we get to the stuff that we were talking about, you just, Scott, you just had the, uh, I think, the greatest experience ever. So, first off, we have to preface this by saying that you're wearing a t-shirt that looks like the NASA logo, but instead of NASA across it, it says, not flat, as in we don't have a flat earth. And then underneath it, it says, we checked. So, so, uh, so tell me what happened here. So, um, just, I was hanging out at the bar, waiting for the bartender to come back. She was um, outside taking a break. Yeah. And um, a gentleman came up and he told me, he's like, uh, you, he's like, you might as well go behind the bar and serve yourself uh, with the shirt like that. I, I was like, what are you talking about, man? With a shirt like that? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I'm sorry. This is, I was dying, dude. I was laughing so hard when, when the bar, when Laura came back, uh, I, I almost couldn't give her our order. <laughs> you still got me my chicken, right? Right. All right, I did. cool. <laughs> and with tots, bro, because that's all they have now. Okay, that's fine. I, somebody's going to be mad, though. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm glad there's tots. Uh, anyway, this dude, he's like, how do you know? I'm like, how do I know what? He's like, how do you know it's not flat? And I pointed at it, and I said, we checked. <laughs> because that's what it says at the bottom. I love uh, That is so amazing. And that's, he just said, oh, we checked. And then he just walked off. So I guess I beat him. Yeah, I guess you win. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I love that. I love it, man. You believe what you want, man. That's great. But we were talking about this just the other day. Is that's Tacoma, right? Yeah. Like, that is Tacoma. Like, he, the, the weirdest weirdo is going to come up to you and talk to you, whether you like it or not. Everyone in Tacoma will talk to you. There's been plenty of times where I've just been sta- right? standing <laughs> I've been standing in line at like just like a Walgreens or like a Bartels I don't even say we got Bartels anymore I don't even know right. but it was one of those things and I'm just sitting there and just some lady starts talking to me and I'm like alright cool you know I'm gonna engage like I lived in Seattle for four years and no one would look at you <laughs> they would not make eye contact here well and it doesn't have to be the crazies but they'll definitely make eye contact oh, the with the crazies you. for sure will but everyone will just talk to you yep. and it's it's kind of nice because there's not, it's not just like awkward quiet. <laughs> so I, I, I really actually do enjoy it. I do too, man. I love it. 
It's funny though. I mean, my poor wife. She's not used to it. She's finally getting used to it after being here for two years, and because she came with Seattle with me, but also by way of like Bothell, so East Side, cool. which. Psh- Nothing. Nobody talks to anyone there. I mean, you got your, you got your, it's like hyper burbs out there. And they so. They don't even look at the other drivers when they drive. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they, they just drive straight forward. It's terrible. So that's what I, that's what I really like about Tacoma yeah. a lot. I a love lot. it, man. That's one of the neatest things. I love coming here and you just interact with so many different people and you interact with them, right? Yeah. Like you go to the bar and there's a homeless guy. Well, maybe not homeless, but he's almost homeless. Yeah. And well, he's an adventurer. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, there's some dude that just got off work and he's in like a suit, right? And you're all just drinking some cool ass craft beer downtown Tacoma. It's neat. Uh, I had a one experience. Oh, uh, I was back in 2009. Yeah, it's no, it's a. Uh, yeah, I was right around there. I was riding a bus um, to uh, out to the Lakewood Mall, and uh, this bus went from downtown, uh, just on weaved its way through like South Tacoma, like 30 Lincoln District, all through there. Okay, yeah. One of the places it went past was the old Pierce County Hospital building. It's no longer there. More, like, uh, uh, it's just south of um, the freeway on Pacific Avenue. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The building's not there anymore, but it's there for anyone's been here uh, up until about a year ago would recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that building used to be uh, home to a mental facility, but that hasn't been the case since like the early 90s. Yeah. Well, with that part of Tacoma, you still have you know, some people living there that are a little, you know, unfortunately, Western Pierce County, one of the things that makes people engage is that Western Pierce County is a dumping ground for the mentally disturbed, like Western State releases yes. people that come through here. So mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of times they like to talk to people. Well, I encountered, I believe it was one of those patients. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was on the bus summertime I was wearing a t-shirt and um, like two days before this I had gotten cut by this piece of glass a big old cut down my arm Ooh. and um, I had forgot to put a bandage on but I was only going to be out in the public for like a cut for like an hour so I didn't really feel like eh, whatever most people aren't even going to see it so I was sitting on the bus and this kid sits down next to me like right I was on the back of the bus sits down a few seats next to me and um, he see at one point he looks over he sees the cut on my arm and he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, so he looks at me and says, hey, man, I just want to ask you, did you do that to yourself? And I was like, no, it was an accident. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was just a piece of glass broke, hit my arm. And the guy is like, no, I was like, okay, cool, man. I was like, yeah, I really like that stuff, though. And he started explaining oh, to me how wow. he enjoyed it, how it was like his girlfriend would, like, cut him and stuff like this. It was just like, like it's like the thing to do. That's like, just a normal do. dude, it's man. That's normal. a normal ride on a bus, man. like, I was just sitting there, and I was like, oh, my, I was just sitting there trying, like, this guy's talking about how he enjoys, like, oh, so and weird. blood. And it's just like, I'm just going to sit here and just nod. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. At that point, you're like, I'm. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I didn't do it to myself. And geez, yeah, so I thankfully got off the bus like 20 minutes later. It was out in between some weird like industrial park, like by Pierce Transit Services, their buses. And, oh like, no! It's in between there and like at least what was like some big like barn that they sold porn in, like this big old like, this <laughs> triple, like porn barn. The porn <laughs> barn. Yes. Oh, wow. oh, everyone knows about the porn yeah, barn. I know where that's at. Yeah, you see everyone see it. But he, he got off the bus in between there. And it's like, I know damn well he wasn't going to work. Like, that's bullshit. <laughs> so where that guy was going, I don't know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's like, I was like, okay, this, this, is a, this is Tacoma. Okay, whatever. At least that guy wasn't like, here, let me show you my knife collection. Or yeah, right. Yeah, guys. right. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't go that far, at least. So, yeah, it's a flavorful city. I'll say that. Be like, Absolutely. bro, you ever been stabbed? You wanna? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. We'll pass. So, Andrew, it's Andrew. Andrew with Tacoma, uh, Tacoma Ghost Tours. I haven't had anything to drink, uh, I swear to God. Uh, and so you can find it at TacomaGhostTours.com. You can figure out and you can get Groupons really easily. And also uh, the Facebook is Tacoma Ghost Tours. Now you have the audio from the – so set it back up again, Chris. Uh, not Chris. I'm Who are you sorry. talking to? I don't even know. What? I don't know where Chris came from, man. I'm sorry. Scott. <laughs> Jeff is I, loving that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even know. Like, we, There's not even a Chris here. We don't even have a Chris scheduled for what today. What are you talking about, Josh? You what are you talking about? <laughs> you're making a mistake, and I think you either ha- I think you had a visit from the Lord. You saw a white dude with a beard. Assume Chris. Is, 
Chris Kringle. Yeah, Scott Christ over here. Oh. Sorry about that. So so it was, where was it at that you guys did a ghost hunt? Brandy's Attic. So we were at Brandy's Attic, right? Yes, uh, um, 755 Broadway Street. Yeah. And is that's where you used to start your tours, right? That's where we still do. Oh, okay. Um, st- that's the start and location of our main tour, the theater district presentation. Oh, we were just uh, walking down there. Yeah, we were just checking it out because uh, we've been looking at some uh, some shared space stuff and checking out like uh, where they're building the McMinimins, uh, uh, the old Elks Lodge there, and seeing what else was kind of around there. And there's a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff down there. Oh, yes. But that's where we were. <clears throat> and, um, man, we went in about midnight, I guess. There was a, a group of us. You had... Um, we had recording stuff. You had recording stuff. Uh, who else was there? There was a, a group of people. Yeah, it was uh, my mother. I think my dad was there, and my cousin with the. Audio. Oh, that's my right. We had um, video too, as well, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we had a, a few. It's I mean, a family a, affair there. Oh, there. It was fun, man. It was, it was a good time. Um, yeah, and things got weird. I guess. Yeah. So, so you actually had the audio of you yelling and instigating. Or trying to instigate the spirits. Oh, by far the creepiest part of the night, I just have to say. This was by far the creepiest part of the night. With him, like, yelling things. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. We were starting, we did it just, you know, I'm not a professional ghost hunter. They didn't come through with psychics and all this and that stuff. I just went through, and I just treat these things like a police investigation. I just try to get some evidence, try to do, try to to be straightforward. And um, and for the majority of the time, we were just yelling back and forth at each other in a quiet room, like, absolutely nothing was happening well near the end of it we're getting ready to go i was standing up at the front counter of the business with the owner this guy named jason oh that's right uh two of the other people the, i completely forgot them two other people that were there was the owner guy jason and one of his children his uh, son jonathan well when we're getting ready to go standing up at the counter with jason jonathan comes up to us and says hey i was just standing back part of the building and this part of the building numerous people have claimed to feel like it was essentially a hand will either grab their shoulder mid to lower back and this feeling some people have claimed this will feeling will shove them forward or pull them backwards Gee. well he came up and told us and said, yeah i've been standing in the back area of people being grabbed and i just had probably what can best be described as a hot flash now jonathan is a man it's always mm-hmm. been that way and talked to his mother about it and it's always been that way so hot flashes is something he should never be having. yeah yeah so no surprises on that yeah yeah so i interpreted that as paranormal activity i went back there with my classic style tape recorder and then tried to provoke a response because there's something happening where the spirits were the supposed spirits were just not you know responding to our questions just being nice about it well I went back and tried, and I got involved in some provocation. So that's why I started just talking relentless shit about it. Just like <laughs> I always made sure just to keep it on. It's just like an insult provoked a ghost as opposed to like start asking it questions about its links with, you know, the mm-hmm. unpleasant side of spiritual forces where I do believe in these things. So I'm not going to sit there and try and like give, let's say, unpleasant forces a conduit, those type of stuff. So I just kept it with, you know, talking to the ghosts in this building and I started just trying my best to insult them do something to make him come out well when uh that's well so I went back there and then that's where this was the recording you're about to hear is just one very very short example of me trying to just poke and prod at this ghost yeah and then what you're going to hear in the recording is me trying to provoke the ghost than a sound that's uh, probably best described as a really just nasty hacking noise. Yeah. Um, I, what I say to people on tour when I play this uh, for them is uh, you would have to be outright deaf to not hear the weird sound within this. Like, it is not in any way hidden. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, crank that up. Let's, see, let's hear that. If you know, in all, uh, this is one of ten recordings. In uh, the other nine recordings, I've heard um, not a single, at no point do you hear that same kind of hacking noise that in the middle. Dunk, dunk, like right in between the 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 last thing you said and then the one previous, like there. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah we uh, this is not any other recording. I played this for everybody that was there. Everyone said the same thing. Never heard this. Not on any of our tapes. Anything of the sort. Um, it's not, uh, what was I going to say? Um, 
Yeah, it's just very strange. Um, what I'll tell people all the time is that if this is me hacking into a microphone, um, then that's very foolish to believe because if I was in the business of gimmicks and trickery, then I would have a gigantic list of audio recordings. Yeah, you'd have a, a, a bunch more stuff. And it's like, and, 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 and that, that kind of creepiness right there, and that's legit creepy. It is and, creepy, and, man. I, and I'm really stoked about this stuff. This is why I we got the passes. We're going to be doing this because um, I used used to work security down at the Tacoma Road Center, which uh, currently, I think it's still, I mean, this was like over 12 years ago that I was doing this, um, and like before, it's like right next door to the Tacoma Comedy Club, and I remember when that place was a bar that had a mechanical bull for about a month. Uh, it didn't last very long. Like, that sort of stuff really doesn't fly too much in Tacoma. But we ended up, uh, like, uh, it's a really creepy building. Uh, one of the buildings is more new, more up-to-date, and that is where the uh, Court of Appeals is. And at the time, there was, like, a New York deli down in the basement. But then on the other side, where the uh, assigned defense is, is a very old building. And it was, one of the janitors was super, super into the stuff. And a lot of the times, he would come and show me pictures that he would take on um, either the top floor or down on the second floor and where it would be pictures of orbs and you would get the and it's it's one thing when it's like dust and you know that it's dust and that sort of things but when they're they don't look like anything else in the picture and they look like orbs it's one of those things where you're like there's something there there's got to be something there and you go down to the second floor and the second floor was so creepy and so just weird and you would walk into it and it was all of their storage so it was like a normal storage space concrete floors and like just uh, uh, the the fencing, the steel steel gate fencing, just all of them all around, just you know housing stuff. But then you would walk to where they keep all of the like um, clothes for assigned counsel. So if they wanted somebody who had a court date to actually look a, look a little bit better for their oh, court date, not go they, in in their jumpsuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, or if they didn't have a suit, there would be hopefully something there for them to do this. And it was in this room that had these old wooden floors, and it was just. This huge almost like a hall and then at the end of it it was brick wall but it was there were like trellises and so and those were bricked up as well and then you go around the corner and the the janitor showed me this oh, creepy so it was like a hallway that would have been bricked over yeah oh, yeah like that looked tunnel. like it went out to something else deeper oh, yeah like into tunnels or something creepy. which it had to have because we looked and there was a spot that was taken out like some of the bricks had been either they've fallen up fallen off or someone had taken them out, but it led to a dark little little inlet, fucking underground. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. That had, that <laughs> had That's wind. where the chuds and shit yeah. live. Fuck that. It had wind and stuff. <laughs> like they, there was air. There was air flowing through it, yeah, so you that. knew That's that there was think. stuff there. Oh, yeah. it's fresh air. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going in there. But like, like Tacoma has That's scary, man. Yeah, Tacoma has like a legit creepy history when it comes to that. And I mean, they've got to deal with the uh, 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 with uh, like all the Chinese reconciliation and all the stuff that happened there and the fires and the, it was a lot like Seattle was where it was built upon the kind of the ruins of the city. It's somewhat, uh, it's a lot of, uh, Tacoma, it was, it was more like, uh, the Seattle, like the uh, Seattle fire that destroyed a lot of the old Seattle. They had to build it on top. Mm -hmm. And then in Tacoma, we never really had that level of disaster. It's just a lot of what we built, on, a lot of what our fueled our history was, um, a lot of real corrupt uh, officials and what have you. So you have like, oh, okay, build, yeah, this building on Fuck, that's even darker, right? <laughs> right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you have uh, this. Uh, the reason, uh, the main reason, people one and the one reason people hear all the time for why Tacoma was chosen as the end of the line for the Northern Pacific Railroads, why we exist, is because of our naturally deep port. Um, it's still rare in this world for you to see massive scale ocean going ships park right up on the land like n humans have carved out a lot of uh, like dredged out a lot of earth but at the same time you didn't have to they were pulling up you know old world like sailing ships tanker ships those tanker ships of its day yeah right up on the land like that wow. was just natural and that's rare even in the modern day with humans digging stuff out um but the other reason that people really don't want to talk about it and really want to downplay is that um tacoma was wide open as far as authorities concerned we had a mayor 
you know, it was kind of central government, but it wasn't as strong as like up in Seattle. So it uh, took the railroad officials drastically less time to corrupt and gain power. So yeah, like we had a mayor and he was the guy in control, but then he had to take his cues from the railroad officials, mm-hmm. which is why the building right across from Old City Hall, the One Pacific building, big yeah. white one, that's the original Northern Pacific Railroad headquarters building. Um, that's been standing since 1887, but uh, that structure, but uh, people will try to tell you that it's just kind of a coincidence that this headquarters showed up across the street from, <laughs> from the, the city, city hall. hall. Yeah, right. And then like the Elks Lodge showed up and then the Elks Lodge showed up across from there. And then it's just also even more of a coincidence that for a very long period of time, what is now Opera Alley and a few other spots through there were um, hots were just like epicenters for prostitution. Yeah. Um, Opera Alley, actually, that's where it gets its name from. Most people make the assumption that, oh, it's next to the theater district. So Opera Alley is like that. Yeah, yeah. But the reality of it is that that name comes from the days of it being used as a, a red light district. And um, the, the name Opera Alley was actually a joke from the time. It was down in this area and you hear some sounds. It's not the sound it, of music. So it was, uh, it's not opera singers. <laughs> yes, That's uh, hilarious, man. I but, love it. Uh, so it's like we, you know, Tacoma was built. What we're really the foundation we're built on is um, just a lot of people out for money. Um, a lot of it's factored into a lot of Washington history, non-native Washington history. Yes. Whereas people just trying to be free, trying to find something like Job Carr in Old Town. Like that's he came here trying to make him make his success, his fortune. Um, so, yeah, that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like disaster and that, what have you. That's, we're really more built on more like corruption and murder and <laughs> violence and that kind of stuff. So it's unfortunate, but uh, that's well, and a, a it, more grit. Yeah, think, yeah, and it, and it makes sense a lot of those times too because um, through I mean you, you you read about these and I mean I was totally I mean as a as a young kid I was totally into the the the, the witchcraft and the ghost stories and all these different little weird things that you would see, but then you, you don't realize that it happens around here. But then it's it's one of those things where through violence and corruption and greed and through violent deaths, much like the stuff like you're talking about with the Mayfair, these are things that will create spirits and those lasting impressions on these very old buildings and which most of these buildings have been around since that time. Some of them have been built over, but do you guys just generally go to the older buildings and how do you go about it with the tours? Um, we, we try to go... Uh that's the way to put this. A lot of it deals well it's all deals with history and a lot of historical buildings. Um, but we just kind of we we just go to the places that have the strongest connection between paranormal activity and the history. A lot of places have ghost accounts, but then you know someone you see like a shadow figure. But you look into the history of the building. Well, it's just like you can't really say it's one person or another. It could be all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really look for the places that have the most like in depth stories, like the best ones we can get. Um, most of the time that deals with 100% historical buildings. Some of them have been refurbished. Um, some of them don't exist anymore. Um, some of them, you know, they're not as old as others. It's, and it's, it's, it's really just based off of what has the most quality story and things to nice, back it fun. up with. So, but it's like, no, real quick, the, um, when it comes to like the Tacoma Underground and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those things, those, uh, that underground is not was not like... Uh, that was that was a series of was primarily illegal tunnels used for smuggling, what have you. Oh, okay. A lot of the lasting stuff you see, like we were talking about in the roads building, um, more than likely that was connected with like old. Uh it's basically like telegraph lines, and they'd have like we say utility like spaces. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of those got filled in on Pacific Avenue, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these things were used to like transport, you know, to smuggle what have you, and get from one building to another without anyone seeing you. But their original purpose was just purely utility. Wow, it's okay. Taking over because you always he- like you hear the stories upon stories, but I love the fact so, that you guys, you you and everyone have done like the research to find the good stories that you have to kind of suss. Yeah. Out all of the rumors and stuff, right? Like you just ruined one thing, like the, the Tacoma tunnels, right? You're like, yeah, that's all bullshit, but right, like we have other things that are real. <laughs> like, yeah, wait a right. wait, what are you doing to us here, Andrew? We have a lot of tunnels, and we we did have a lot of tunnels, and we do have a lot of underground spaces. Like that is true. Like that's where we're old enough to have those type of things. Where from the days of like steam pipes and all that and that kind of stuff. So you get a lot of these type of spaces, then they were taken over for you know by homeless people or oh, you know, yeah. like vice lords. It's like, hey, I got this. You don't have tunnel. to make 
make us feel good. You don't have to backtrack, too. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, we no, get no, it. No, like, no, go no, back no, to dead bodies no, in windows because no, no, that no, shit was no, creepy. No, I don't mean to backtrack. It's just, you know, we do have an underground, but it's not the same as what you find in Seattle. Seattle is... A new is a new city built on top of the ruins of an old one. Yeah, and but Tacoma, it was just you know we just built it from the, we just have a bunch of creepy stuff underground. So it's like <laughs> our, our underground is just kind of more a result of just building properties. So it's what I usually tell people is that you know mostly Tacoma underground as it stands today is just the basement of a building. So if you've ever been inside the, yeah. basement, the okay. building in Tacoma, yeah. you've essentially been in the Tacoma underground. So it's just like. <laughs> You know, there, I've heard things from people that, you know, like homeless people and whatnot breaking into things that the city tries to keep you away from. There were, like, really scary, like, underground spaces. And, you know, at one point it was, like, a basement or a guy. It was just a, a just basically a cave that formed because of the crappy building that they were doing. Mm-hmm. They just went and just built it real quick. Didn't give a crap about the big, you know, pockets of air and, and it, what happened. And it goes so back to the corruption and yeah, stuff, right, too. Right, it's right, like, it's yeah, just, we don't have to worry about this stuff. For, so Perfect example of stuff of in us. Stadium High School. A lot of people is rumored that it, there's um, the tunnel like spaces underneath it were used to smuggle things up from the port. Yeah, um, that is if you look at like the land and where it goes, that would just be an incredibly difficult way to smuggle. You had to like get a bunch of ropes and pulleys to go basically vertical, as opposed to what you saw downtown, what you see in um, uh, from around Pacific Avenue, where at the times of the smuggling that was a big sloping hillside straight to the water. So it wasn't like it is now, just cut up like it is. But with like Stadium, the underground spaces were a, mi- are a mixture of they're just old basements that were used or were intended to be used but never were and then when they went to build Stadium Bowl they were, they just kind of built it a little fast so there were certain kind of cavernous spaces that formed like erosion what have you oh wow um, and Stadium Bowl was actually built on a old gulch it's known as Old Widow's Gulch and um they called it that because this is in the old old in the early 1900s. Men were the breadwinners, so if they died or lost the ability to make money, then more than likely the family would become homeless. Well, then a lot of women, widows, and their children would move into this gulch. Um, and around 1909, they were starting in 1908, 1909, Whoa. they started clearing people out of this gulch to make room for the bowl, which opened in 1913. No, no, excuse me, it was 1910, excuse me. Um, they're clearing sure. people out, pushed out all the uh, homeless people, and then according to one uh, one story, when the police were going through the ghost, they went down to the bottom, making them run the last final sweeps. They were coming back, turned a corner. They heard this like creaking type noise, and when they turned around, when they turned the corner, and they saw a woman hanging dead from a noose in a tree. Oh. And uh, it's firmly believed that she committed suicide. At the same time, there's also a rumor that she was essentially she was either killed and then placed like that. Or she was murdered and was made to look like she hung herself oh, in an attempt to scare people from coming back to that gold. Yeah, I believe that so, shit more, right? Yeah, like, right. Especially with just the history. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like they were, even if they didn't murder that woman, that woman, even if she wasn't murdered, either way, it was a terrible thing. And then they just use it to their advantage to, okay, we're going to go build this thing and just build it. So they kind of built it a little quick in certain spots. Yeah. So then that combined with erosion and just time, <sighs> you have like underground type space. Man. Tacoma's so fucked up. It's so cool. General, like, like real history is way worse than like actual like scary shit. Like, yeah. uh, oh, there's underground. No, there isn't. There might really. be a ghost, like, but why does that ghost there? Oh, corruption and right, you know, possible like, murder. Yeah, remember when they murdered that lady and hung her to scare everybody? That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's oh, why she. That's why she's still haunting this area. So actually, that is linked to one of the hauntings in the stadium or stadium bull area. Um, I believe every building that surrounds that bull, including Stadium High School, um, claims they'll hear. Uh, rope creaking noise, but when they go to look for it, they can't find it. Oh, there's that's a lo- creepy. There's a, lot of old, yeah, there's a lot of old houses and stuff, so a lot of people will dismiss it as, oh, I'm walking across a wood floor, so I heard a creak. Yeah. Well, then it's like, we're sitting here, dead quiet, and then you hear this kind of like, type noise. It's like, that's, no, no one's stepping on anything. Even a mouse isn't going to make a floor creak, but it just like, just sounds exactly like, yeah, like a rope kind of just creaking as it swings along. But yeah, everyone, everything, every building around that bowl has reported that same, that thing, that sound, excuse me. Damn. God, I love this. I am so stoked to do this tour. Like, like just like now, is it is it is it you and your dad doing the tour? Who or do you have a whole crew of people doing this? No, it's uh, my father and I run the tours. Um, we used to do it together. Now we do it independently. It's uh, 
we get tired of hearing each other's jokes all the time. <laughs> after a while, you get into a routine, so you just tell the same jokes over and over again. And I'm pretty sure the people at Brandy's Attic just are annoyed as hell every time. Is this the same <laughs> introduction spiel? I've been doing it more or less the same way for what is now uh, over five years. So we've been only been going in there for the better part of four years. So, well, yeah, four or five years either way. That's a long time. <laughs> right. But it's, uh, yeah, they probably got tired of my spiel, but hey, it works. That is a great place, though, man. If you've never been in Brandy's Attic, like, and you're into, like, antique stores and, like, just neat little things. Oh, shit. I almost, you almost spilled your drink. I, I had better drink that. Paranormal activity no. right Damn over it. there. Damn it. <laughs> you saw that, too? <laughs> so tell people on the tour that hey, you fall down and get hurt. I will stand in a courtroom and say a ghost did it. Like, don't try me. I will say a ghost did it. That was me. Don't sue me as the ghost, not me. <laughs> that is awesome. And, like, so generally each of the tours last uh, how long? Our um, main tour starts at Brandy's Attic. That's uh, about uh, 80 to 90 minutes, depending on the pace of the crowd. Um, our other two presentations are an hour long. Okay. Um, the one at Brandy's Attic, uh, that area of Tacoma has the highest concentration of supposedly haunted places and a huge amount of history to back it up. So that's it's the longest. And what we have in that tour could be drastically longer than it is. It's just after 90 minutes, even the most diehard ghost fans just like, okay, I've heard enough of you talking. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's like, we've been walking. I'm kind of cool yeah. now. <laughs> Dude, and, and like your stories are a little depressing, Andrew. So 90 minutes of that, man, I might be crying <laughs> i'll be like really how many people died in this building now <laughs> that brings up a question uh, what's what's the age limit what, what, what do you recommend is this family friendly is it uh oh, with the exception of downtown part two the one that starts at wingman brewers our two our presentations are all ages um we try to make it as family friendly as a subject well, it can be but without making it like cheesy and corny so you're sitting there with your kids hopefully you'll be entertained just as much as they are if anything you know the older you are the more you'd probably be entertained by it because we're coming through with mostly history so it's like show you a couple pictures here and there but it's mostly just you got to have the ability to really listen to a story and follow it so So, i mean you can you can bring your little kid but at the same point understand that the the subject matter is what it is it's about ghosts and about the violent history of tacoma really a lot of it and so i mean if your kid's totally into that i mean like seriously like when i was like five years old i watched nightmare on elm street one and two (laughs) because my stepdad was he went in the other room he's like don't watch that tv and I watched that TV. So I went like in for all of that at that age, but you got to kind of base it on your kid, too. You got to know your kid. It's, it's really, you know, we're, uh, yeah, it's mostly history. It's a lot of history and stuff like that. So it's just, um, yeah, you got a problem with us talking about dead people and things that, you know, you may not want to be on this tour or any tour like it. Like yeah, right? Like yeah, exactly. Is, I mean, there's there's plenty of other things you can do with that. But, man, I really love this. I, I'm really excited that we're going to be able to go check this out. TacomaGhostTours.com and then Facebook, just slash Tacoma Ghost Tours. Search for it. Check it out. Definitely book it. You can get good deals on this. It's a home Tacoma-based setup. Father and I were born and raised. My father's been here since 52. Too. Been here since '86. Like yeah, we're not just Tacomans; we're very proud Tacomans. And absolutely, along with trying to, you know, along with trying to entertain people, we also try to showcase Tacoma. So it's, you know, here's a taste of what it was. Here's what it is now, and it's compared to what we tell you on the story in the tours. Yeah, it's a lot better than it was back then. So it's <laughs> right, yeah. No, I got nothing, man. Thanks for coming in, dude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I, man. I really enjoy uh, your your when you come in and talk to us. I, I think it's awesome, man. I Appreciate love the history you. stuff. And yeah, we're course, gonna have to yeah. get you back in just to go for just some history buff stuff that we haven't talked about before. Sure. Like, I love it so much, man. For sure, yeah, uh, absolutely, dude. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank yeah. you for having me. <laughs> hey guys, I wanted to talk to you about one of our other sponsors, and that would be Wizards Keep Games. Wizards Keep Games is located in Renton at one seven. 148 116th Avenue Southeast, just off of Petrovisky Road in Renton. Uh, this is a place that is building community through the power of games. You can stop and check out their weekly events, which include Commander, Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Friday Night Magic, you can get board games, Pokemon, and more. Check out their community events. They do open board game play on Sundays, and they do a lot of fun stuff for everybody. Again, you can check it out at Wizards Keep 
escapegames.com. You can check them out in Renton and just on Facebook. You can search for them as well at Wizards Keep Games. Just search for it. Easy to find and uh, definitely check it out. So for this last little bit of the show, I wanted to do something that I wanted to call the Grit City Follow-Up or the GCFU. And this was just looking back at, you know, some of the people who we've had on and getting an update on the projects, especially if they've got something coming up that is a little more timely than uh, when we put out the podcast originally. And the first person for this is Ken Carlson from Penny Palabras, because, Ken, you uh, have actually got a theater and you're going to be showing the movie. Indeed, yes. We got, we got the, the Blue Mouse Theater uh, there in Tacoma, and we're going to be showing uh, Penny Palabras uh, Saturday, May 19th at 10 p.m. Um, and we decided it was essentially going to be a, kind of a cast and crew premiere, but then due to the cost of the venue, we're like, you know what, let's, uh, let's sell some of the extra seats. So we are selling tickets to the public. That is so awesome, and I want you to know that right away uh, I have gotten a pair of tickets for my wife and myself. I'm pretty sure Scott and his wife have gotten tickets, and we're planning on going as well. So everyone needs to come out there and see this. I mean, if you've listened to the uh, podcast episode, you know what this is going to be about. And this seems really fun and really interesting, and it's a great thing that uh, you can you know support a local, a local filmmaker in their endeavors. And so, first off, I didn't know that you could just kind of rent out the blue mouse theater i think that's pretty amazing in its own right <laughs> yeah it's uh it's pretty exciting they have they have rates listed on their on our website uh, and everything so you can get it for like birthday parties or you can rent it for you know for showing indie films like w- which is what we're doing so yeah that was super exciting and uh that's awesome to hear that you guys have bought tickets i'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing you guys there yeah, absolutely, and probably hanging out uh, before or and or after the event because it's in the Proctor District. It's right off of, like, 26th and Proctor, and there are some really, really good venues there for uh, beer and hanging out. I know that there's Peaks and Pints right, o- right around there. If people want to catch dinner beforehand, they can definitely do so by hitting, like, uh, uh, Palmadero. There's a lot of really fun things right around that area, and then you can go check out the movie. What time is the, the movie happening? Happening again? Uh, so the movie is going to start at. Uh, so we're going to open doors at ten o'clock and kind of do maybe like just a casual meet and greet uh, type thing, and then we're planning on actually starting the movie at ten thirty. Um, but between ten and ten thirty, we'll ha- allow people to come in, find their seats. We might have some merch, like maybe some DVDs, uh, possibly comic books, uh, posters, and whatnot there for sale, and. Maybe if some of the cast are feeling up to it, they might even sign some autographs. I don't know. Right on, right on. And for anybody who hasn't listened to that back episode, first off, they need to go back and listen to the episode. But give us the <laughs> uh, the, the quick pitch for uh, Penny Palabras. So Penny Palabras was uh, a movie now that we've made that was based on a graphic novel created by James Willard and Patrick Beavers. And it's kind of a dark supernatural, uh, almost like an urban fantasy type story uh, about this girl who messes around with magic and she ends up kind of getting in over her head with some demons and some uh, nasty mean spirit creatures. And and this is kind of her tale of uh, trying to protect her family from those creatures after she gets in over her head. That is awesome. I mean, I just love the whole concept of it. I love the fact that it, it's a homegrown thing from the, you know, from the Pacific Northwest and congratulations on being able to get it into a theater, man. That's, I mean, it's really awesome. I mean, sure you got to pay for it and do all this stuff for yourself, but that's the hustle of doing it on the indie circuit is you find a way to get it out there to the venue and get it and for people to be able to see it in, uh, in mass. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super, I, we're all kind of super stoked about it. Um, I was talking with a lot of the actors, and it, it turns out that a lot of them are kind of super anxious and nervous about it, as I am as well. Um, but then so me and the, and the director of photography and the, uh, the associate producer, we kind of watched over it the other day, and, and that kind of uh, calmed a lot of our fears. You know, We're like, okay, actually, this is, this is a pretty good thing that we got here. So we're, we're, ready, we're ready to show it to people, and we're ready to share it. That is so awesome. And again, all you have to do is go to uh, now. Is it of uh, the tickets available via the Blue Mouse Theater, or should they go to your Facebook page? Uh, probably the best way to get tickets at this point is to go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com/slash Penny Palabras. 
Um, and I need to update the Penny Palavras website with, with a link to the ticket sales because the tickets are through brown paper tickets. Ah, um, so we're okay. handling that. Right. So the Facebook page is the way to, the way to get them right now. Right on. Perfect, man. And congratulations, sir. And if you guys want to come out and check out a great movie, maybe see a couple of the Grit City people, definitely come out and check this movie out. Ken, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time on the uh, Grit City follow-up. Uh, absolutely, man. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Grit City Podcast.